listeners, and welcome to the show. This is episode three of Backseat Directors, your number one movie review and recommendation podcast. Again, I am your host, Andre Hutchins. And on today's show, I am accompanied by none other than my dad, Craig Hutchins, and my brother, Hunter. How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. Why, thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you guys are here. Um, so we are we are connected right now via Skype. So if it sounds a little bit different, this is not a uh, in person recording. Um, but I, I think the uh, the connection and the sound is uh, definitely good enough to do a podcast. Okay, so guys, thanks for coming on the show and uh, how we are going to start off every episode. Now that uh, my wife suggested that we put this in the front, I think it's actually a great idea. So we're going to do uh, some get to know you questions. And this just kind of helps uh, the listeners get to know the guests and who's on the show and who is going to be doing a backseat director's review with me. So, uh, Hunter, I'm going to start with you. And uh, then, Dad, you can uh, go ahead and give your answer after Hunter gives his. And, uh, um, yeah, we'll just go like that. You guys ready? Go for it. Now it's time for some get-to-know-you questions. Okay, good. Hunter. Starting with you, what is your Desert Island movie? Meaning, if there was only one movie that you could watch for the rest of your life, what would it be? I had to think about this one, being an avid movie watcher. Um, I would have to say that my my Desert Island movie would be The Goonies. Um, I think it's one of those (laughs) classic um, movies directed by Steven Spielberg. that uh, has a, a good mix between um, th- scenic thrills and uh, um, uh, comic relief, and just a good balance between adventure and, and comedy. And um, to me, it never gets old. Well, I think that's a fantastic choice. There is no arguing against the Goonies. Good choice. Good choice. All right, Dad, what is your Desert Island movie? Well, I actually have it. Uh, part A, Part B. Oh man! All right, couldn't decide on one, huh? I well, I, my first initial re- response would have been The Matrix. I just think it's an all-out, intriguing, thought-provoking, spiritually enlightening movie. But when it was Desert Island, and I could only watch it. That'd be the only thing I'd watch. Then the Inception came to mind, and the reason why is because there's very strong similarities between the movie themes and I liked Inception because of its layered aspect to to deception as opposed to just straight one level. So that was it. Well, another good answer. Again, I can't argue with that. I love Inception. Okay, second second question. Dad, let's start with you. We'll just kind of go in a zigzag order. So, Dad, second question. What is your favorite movie theater snack? Uh, Not that I can really afford to eat it anymore but uh butter popcorn no question <laughs> okay hunter what about you yeah i'd have to agree agree with that uh, popcorn and soda are, are a classic favorite but i also enjoy the occasional junior mint um all reminds me of the seinfeld episode and <laughs> <laughs> oh yes that was a good episode well so amy last night she uh she said that um, popcorn is too easy of an answer because that's her answer all the time. So she, 
she said I had to eliminate popcorn and make people really think about this. But I'll accept popcorn because uh, it is my favorite movie theater snack as well. Okay, question number three, Hunter. What was the first movie that made you cry? And be honest. So I'll only be honest if, if the um, crowd promises not to laugh at me or if you promise not to laugh at me. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we just did. Yeah, we just we got our laughs out of the way. Okay, promise won't, uh, promise won't laugh after you tell us. All right. Well, so I, I'm not much of a crier, but I was, I was kind of surprised when I, I truly – um, cried during this movie. Um, I, I will say that I was by myself. No one was there to witness this. Um, but Click with uh, Adam San- Adam Sandler. Um, if you know, if anyone remembers that movie, it was uh, about this this boy growing up, um, never had a strong relationship with his dad, and uh, became very involved in work. Um, and he got control of this remote. Where he got was able, had the power to re- fast forward through the monotonous, boring parts of his life, um, and and only live for his successes. And um, the point of the point of the movie was that before he knew it, he had fast forward through all of his um, through fast forward through much of his life, and and a lot of the the small moments of his kids growing up, and you know, he found himself at. 50, 60 years old, overweight, fat, needing to um, have liposuction done on him, and he realized he didn't know his his family at all. So I, I thought that was a very insightful movie, and I never, well, I was not expecting that going you know, going to watch an Adam Sandler movie, but it may, actually got me very emotional. Hey, well, you know, I I can't even laugh at that because I I don't even think I've seen that movie. So uh, I think you intrigued me enough to actually go see that movie. Okay, Dad, uh, what is the first movie that made you cry? Well, I'm going to comment to Hunter's choice. When he mentioned it, I did not recall that movie. But now that he, when he explained it, I do remember seeing that movie. Um, It was was a good movie. Uh, My choice is going to reveal my age. Um, (laughs) Obviously, because it has to be the first movie that I cried at. And if, if I'm not mistaken, it was somewhere in time. A uh, movie came out in the 80s. Ah, yes. Classic uh, time travel type movie. But very, very, it's very, it's a very good movie. I remember seeing it with uh, with Leslie when we were first married. Yeah, I, I do remember that movie. And one of the, one of the biggest memories I have of that movie is you guys, well, well, you or mom, uh, we owned the soundtrack and mom would listen to that soundtrack all the time. <laughs> and so <laughs> as a young kid, I remember that soundtrack uh, quite vividly. Um, okay. Fourth question, dad, do you have a favorite movie director or actor and or actor? could be both. I probably going to go with actor and probably, I mean, I have, I have many many actors that I appreciate and I enjoy, but if I had to pick just one, probably Harrison Ford, mainly because of his longevity and variability. Remember he came star, you know, star Wars is where he made, made his claim to fame, but then he went on the Raiders, uh, Indiana Jones series. And, and then he had that one where he's the CIA guy and, 
he's just had a long run and has been just, you know, he just had a long run. I really enjoyed him for oh, all those years. Even at the age of, uh, I believe he was 77 when they filmed uh, The Force Awakens back in. Yes. Uh, well, I guess they, they would have started recording either 2013, 2014 because it was released in 2015. So, yeah, he was uh, <laughs> he was still spry enough to record that movie. Yeah. Okay, great answer, Dad. Or uh, Hunter, your turn. Uh, so I picked both. Um, director and actor, um, same person. Um, my my favorite is Mel Gibson. Um, he he has filmed and acted in some of my favorite movies, um, like such as The Patriot and yeah. Heart. And um, I consider myself to be a patriotic American, and um, so I I love those movies. I love the history and and the um, just the the emotion and the feeling for, I guess. What those movies stand for, and and then going along with like the Amer- the American um, dream of freedom, I think you know that's kind of a common theme between both those movies is, is fighting for something, and um, that's something that resonates really well with me. And I think he he does a phenomenal job in um, conveying that in his films. Yeah, good choice, good choice. Well, uh, I, and maybe you already knew this, but uh, um, uh, Hacksaw Ridge that just came out last year was directed by Mel Gibson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just saw that. I actually haven't seen the movie yet, but I just saw a trailer for it reminding me and saw that he had directed that. Yeah, nominated for a movie of the year. Unfortunately, it didn't win, but uh, it was an excellent movie nonetheless. All right, guys, last question. And this might be the most difficult because it definitely was going to get you guys to think about this. Um, so, Hunter, I'm going to start with you. If there is one, if you could change the ending of any one movie, which movie would it be and how would you change it? Um, I would change the ending of Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Um, I think that I expected the ending about five different times during that. Oh movie. man, so I okay, sorry to interrupt you, but I've never so I've I have never answered these questions yet for myself, but you stole my answer. That is my answer. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. Um no, basically just that the movie would the screen would either go black or white. Um, and making you think that it was over, and then it would come back. And it was kind of this tug of war between is it over or is it not over. So I, I kind of wish that there was a, a smoother transition into the ending and just be done. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Well, even though that was the same movie I chose, that's not why I would change it. But, uh, yeah, maybe later on down the road I'll give my answer. But that was good. No, that was good. Good choice. Okay, Dad, it's you. Uh, okay, uh, obviously – I have a, I've been around for a while. I've seen a lot of movies, but obviously more recent movies come to, to mind. And the one came to my mind is one that I saw about a year ago, the movie Unbroken, a beautiful, beautiful book. I was really anxious to see the movie, and I was so disappointed in the ending in, in that it didn't end as the book ended. The book ends at the end of... Uh, his post-war life and how he get, you know, gets through that period of his life where the movie ends as soon as the war is over. And, uh, there is so much more to the book and to his life after the war. And for them to cut that out just was uh, a travesty as far as I was concerned. Yeah, definitely. No. Cause I remember that was a, uh, that was a book that you rec- recommended to me and to the entire family. And yeah, after, after we read the book, which was, 
just an incredible inspire inspirational book. Uh, after seeing the movie, I, I definitely felt the same. Um, so, uh, you guys, thanks. Thanks for those answers. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners do too. Just a, a way for us to kind of, uh, learn, learn more about uh, the co-hosts and who's on the show with me and uh, just kind of, uh, our diversity and what we like and don't like about movies. But dad, since, uh, that is, uh, I think that was a, a, a very fitting answer because that will lead us into the review or, or into, uh, this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And this week's movie is The Shack. Movie details. The Shack tells the incredible story of Mackenzie Phillips and his encounter with divinity in the most unlikely of places. Hardships, trials, faith, hope, forgiveness, and healing are all central themes to this number one New York Times bestseller book made movie. The Shack was released March 3rd, 2017. The running time of two hours and 12 minutes. It's rated PG 13 for thematic material, including some violence. However, I do need to note uh, the violence is very minimal. So even if you brought young children to this movie, I, I think that would be totally fine. Uh, the Shack is, uh, stars Sam Worthington as Mackenzie Phillips, Tim McGraw as Willie, and Octavia Spencer as Papa. You may recognize Sam Worthington as he, uh, he has played lead roles as Jack in Avatar and Marcus Wright in Terminator Salvation. And also Octavia Spencer. She's bursted onto the cinematic scene recently with her starring role in the Movie of the Year-nominated Hidden Figures. And I personally, I completely fell in love with Octavia after her part in The Help as Minnie Jackson and her famous chocolate pie. (laughs) The Shack was directed by Stuart uh, Hazeldine. Uh, He's a relatively unknown director, However, after his work on The Shack, um, we could be hearing his name pop up some more uh, coming soon. Uh, the Shack had a budget of an estimated uh, $20 million, and as of today, The Shack has grossed over $53 million worldwide. And for a movie like The Shack, it has actually done very well financially. Now let's get into our movie review for The Shack. Backseat Directors Movie Review. So The Shack. The Shack is based on a New York bestseller, The Shack, uh, authored by uh, William Paul Young. And The Shack is a book that my dad actually, another book that he recommended out of the many that he has recommended to our family um, that I read probably back in 2010, I believe. So the book has been around for a while, Um, but uh, it it is probably a top three favorite book all time for me. And, uh, and I'll let uh, Hunter, my dad, speak to their, um, I guess, their uh, kind of experience with the book. And, how, and Dad, I'd kind of like to know, and you can tell everyone how you came across the book or if someone recommended it to you. But, um, but yeah, maybe let's just uh, talk about the book a little bit, and then uh, we'll dive into the movie. So, Dad, how did you first learn about, learn about the book? This is a question that kind of came up here as a late because of the movie. Um, I am positive that my good friend David Mathis uh, referred the book to me. Um, and and he I've talked to him and asked him about it, but he is unsure how he how it was referred to him. So but it was through Dave that I became aware of the book. And so that's how I found out about it. Okay. Um, Hunter, did you, I'm assuming that you found out about the book as well, just through dad and him recommending the book to us. Yeah, I, I think I recall 
um, our family read it chapter by ch chapter um, over the period of a, a few months, and that was the first time I was exposed to it. But then I, I delved a little bit deeper um, on my on my own and and read it by myself, and um, I read it I think once or twice. But it was a very impactful book, one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree. And anyone out there, anyone out there that has not read the book or have not seen the movie, or even if you have seen the movie, my my number one recommendation is to read the book. Um, so you know, if maybe you like the movie or didn't like the movie, but I, I, I just, yeah, I just, I need to recommend the book uh, above all else. So, and I know, I know, anytime a movie comes out that is based on a popular book, um, it's kind of hard to get your expectations up too high and hoping that the movie will be just as good as the book. So I guess let's just, yeah, let's just dive into our movie review and I'm going to ask you guys, what was your initial impression? Hunter, let's start with you. What was your initial impression of the shack? Uh, so, so I love the shack. Um, I think for one, um, it's always a little bit scary going to see a movie after you've read the book because it's always pretty big far far to try to live up to um so with that said i actually was very uh, excited to see the movie and very happy walk walking out of it to to know that it was i was actually very pleased with how it was filmed and directed and you know i think they had a star star cast i was really excited to see sam worthington on there as well as tim mcgraw um you know some actors that you know i was more familiar with going into it um and so just with that alone i think that the way that they were able to stick to um, the plot of the book, I think it was a very good representation. Okay, Dad, what were your initial impressions? Uh, well, like Hunter, um, um, I was I, very excited when I heard that uh, it was going to be made into a movie. Um, I uh, tend to have uh, extreme optimism when I see these movies that have, that have come out after the book. So I... I I tend to some oftentimes be very disappointed, but I must say this is the first time that I can recall where I watched the movie after reading a book where I came at, came out totally pleased, totally pleased. I felt that they had done a, uh, a an excellent job of main, being maintaining, you know, uh, just staying true to the, the, the theme of the book. Yeah. And I, I would have to agree with that as well. Well, my, I, I felt the same way just going into this movie after it was announced and that it was going to be made into a movie and then kind of the anticipation leading up to it. Um, I was very excited to see the movie as well. Uh, and, and I walked away, I walked away pleased. And even though, even though, you know, just, it's just really hard. It's really hard to turn a, 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 a book into a movie, especially this kind of book, just because of the amount of detail um, and intricacies that are uh, within the book um, to turn it into a movie and a, and a quality movie is, was definitely very challenging. But I do think that they they were successful in capturing the overall spirit and message of the book. Um, so yeah, so my my initial impression would be uh, aligned with your guys is that it, it was it was a good movie, and I think for the most part that yes, it was a success. Um, Okay, so let's uh, let's let's just uh, what I, I like to do our critiques first, just because uh, you know the last thing I, I definitely want our listeners to know or to listen to is what we like most, and so instead of kind of 
ending on what we didn't like, I want to start off with what we didn't like. So, so Dad, let's start with you. Uh, what were your critiques of The Shack or things that I guess you didn't like about the movie? That I didn't like about the movie? Yeah. I, I really I, I really would be hard-pressed to say that there was things I did not like. I think, um, like as you said, it's, it's impossible to really capture the, every detail of the book in a movie. I thought that they did a good job considering the, the time constraints that they had. Um, I, I, I just, like I said, there could be more, could be more detail, could have been a little bit longer, maybe that, uh, to get that detail in there. But overall, I really have nothing in, nothing in a negative way to say about the movie. I well, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> and for anyone who knows my dad, that uh, who knows him well, uh, true, true to your nature, dad, not, not a mean bone in your body. <laughs> well, no, because as I said earlier, I hated Unbroken. I, just, I mean, I really liked what they did, but I hated the fact that they just, I, I felt just totally uh, misrepresented the, the book and by just taking out so much of the richness of the book. But right. uh, that's why I was so pleased. I, I had high expectations for Unbroken and came away extremely disappointed. I had high expectations for this movie and came away just totally thoroughly satisfied. Well, I think one of the things that probably played into that was the fact that the author, William Paul Young, that he was actually a part of uh, the movie production. So he he was, you know, when he, when he uh, I guess, sold the rights to uh, the movie to, to make his book into a movie, he didn't, he didn't completely give it all the way that he still retained some rights and so he could have some type of influence on how the movie was going to be made. And so I think, I think that's, I, I think you can tell that. Yeah, yeah. I think you can tell that. I think that showed in the movie. Right. Well, so, I mean, just, uh, just a little bit of more, more background to, to the, the book, the shack and William Paul Young is that he, uh, he never intended that this book was going to reach, you know, such a wide audience, or at least he never expected that to happen. When he initially wrote the story, the shack, he wrote it for his family and it was a gift for his family. So when, when uh, it became published, uh, you know, and, and when it began to, um, you know, to really take off, it, it was, you know, it, it, the big, the person that was the, that was surprised the most was probably himself. Um, so, so yeah, so, um, for him, it's definitely, it was, it was a piece of work that was very important to him. And I, I know that he, it was important for him to make sure that the movie was made in a way that was pleasing to him as well. So, okay, Hunter, uh, what, what were your critiques if you had anything about the movie? Um, yeah, no, no, like, like that, I, I have, have very little to, to say that I, that I didn't like about it. I think something that I maybe could have been improved. Um, having read the book, I, I think I underst- understood very well what what the director was trying to accomplish, um, you know, through the throughout the movie. Um, but something that I, I feel may have been a little confusing to walk to viewers who have not read the book um, is that the um, first um, the the movie starts out um, introducing God as uh, under the name of Papa, um, and when <clears throat> When Mac um, first um, goes goes to the shack and he meets Papa, it's not who he who he thinks he's going to meet. Um, and so I'm not going to spoil it for any viewers, but you know it was it may have been a little bit confusing. I, th- I think that part was good. 
Um, but um, I think that the the way that the the three um, characters um, of Jesus and Sarai you um, and Papa might have been a little bit confu- confusing for some. Um, you know, I know you know being familiar with the Christian. Um, religion. I know there are some faiths that believe that they are all one, and another faith that, that believe that they're three individuals. Um, and, and I don't know what um, position the um, the author or the director were trying to, to take in this movie, and, and maybe they were trying to stay neutral. Maybe that's what they were going for. Um, but I think that part may have been a little bit blurry, and I don't know if it could have been made more clear. Um, but that's that's the only thing that I think may could have been improved. Yeah. So so I I have two. Cr- Two critiques, and and Dad, you and I actually talked about this after after Amy and I got done seeing the movie. Um, and that my two two critiques are they're, they're really based off the fact that I read the book. So, if if you are listening to the podcast and you haven't read the book and you go see the movie, these are probably two things that you won't you wouldn't notice and that you wouldn't really pay attention to otherwise. But I for me they were they were two things that I wish that they had improved on. Um, in in telling the story in the movie, so one when the main character Matt, played by Sam Worthington, goes uh, through his extremely challenging trial, which tests the his his faith in God and his relationship with his family. Um, I felt that the the loss wasn't as deeply felt as I wish it would have. So when he loses this family member of his, um, it's just, I felt like it rushed through those, through those scenes. And so I, I just, I had to hope that a a more intimate and heartfelt connection had been made between those two characters so that the audience could have felt that loss uh, much more deeply. And so that, that was my first critique. My second my second, again, and again, I'm just letting you, all the listeners know that if, again, if you hadn't read the book, then this, you know, you, you wouldn't have noticed this. But in in the the movie, the, this movie is really about resolving conflict of, of relationships from the main character, uh, re- conflict within relationships that he has with God and with family members. And so one of the conflicts and relationship that he is trying to resolve is be- between him and his dad. And so when he meets his dad again in the movie, um, it it's just it's very different from how it's it's portrayed in the book. I thought the book did an incredible job of uh, creating a very heartfelt and very loving moment. And in the book or in the movie, I I just didn't I I thought that it just was not because they changed it. They changed a little bit on how they how they meet again and how they interact and. I just I just didn't like that part in the movie, um, so those are my two critiques. So let's let's uh, let's move on from our critiques and let's go to our highlights. So Hunter, let's start with you and uh, what were your highlights and the things that you liked most about the movie. Um, so so I spent two years um, talking and teaching to people uh, from around the world about Jesus Christ, which um, so is something um, I guess unique to my background and experience. Um, as as you would imagine, uh, most of the people that I met, or, or many of them, um, either did not want or did not want to believe um, in God for a whole list of reasons. Um, and I think that this is what made the movie so great. Um, I think the way it's storyline, um, the fact storyline was able to address this topic um, widely felt among among many 
among people, not not just Christians, but people worldwide. Um, many people ask, ask questions like, you know, why did why do good things happen to uh, bad things happen to good people, or you know, how can God be a loving God and a, and a just God also, or you know, how does it work? You know, why why is the world the way that that it is? Um, right, or if if God is so good and God is so loving, why why do bad things happen? Exactly. Yeah. And so I think the the way that it was able to introduce this dilemma um, in the lives of, of not just Mac Phillips, the the main act character, but I think it, it's it's very parallel to many issues that pe- people all over the world um, can't. And um, I, so I just think that this is one thing that you know everyone at one time or another have wondered um, about God um, and the harsh realities you know of the world that we that we experience here on earth. And, and many of the people I met in Australia, uh, as well as the United States, um, have, you know, their own unresolved issues from their own lives about why, why did this happen in my life? Why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to someone else? How could God do this or, or let this happen? And, um, I think that the, the movie actually does, does a very impressive job at, um, how, unfair um our evaluation of god and his love is and how how short-sighted we can be um and i i think that some you know whether you're a believer or a non-believer i think that it would be well for everyone to go see and at least um see and hear you know what what this movie has to say about that issue okay thank you hunter dad what were your highlights of the movie um if I had to pick a high, I mean, I think the whole movie is excellent. If I had to pick a highlight, my highlight is probably uh, there is a there is a period there is a interaction with Mac in what's known as the cave with the person that you become to, is introduced as wisdom, and I think that dialogue between her and him. In regards to judgment, in regards to um, uh, you know mercy, and in regards to uh, you know fallenness, and and where when when you seek to judge a person, we tend to judge people based on an act, an act in time. Uh, we rarely, if ever, look at the whole picture of a person's life and what they've been through, what they've experienced, how they've been mistreated and, and the heartache and pain that they've experienced. And the question is, where do you stop? You know, uh, where do you stop? And and how, how does this all get resolved? And so for me, I think there was so many, there's so many other parts too, but I think that's the climax for me, I think of the movie. Uh, but I also like, um, I don't want to give us away, but, um, that it all kind of everything about the movie and about this interaction with Mac is 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 an attempt to heal him of his brokenness and uh, and I just think it it's a good reflection of how God is seeking to work with all of us you know and sometimes it's it can be very painful very painful but but in the end God is able to do what He sets out to do. So my, so that, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that, that's very good. Thank you, Dad. So uh, my, my highlights are two. Um, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Max interaction with Wisdom, who's portrayed, who's portrayed, uh, portrayed, sorry, portrayed by a woman. Um, uh, that that scene, the dialogue that is shared between those two characters, and and how true it plays from the book, was my it was my most favorite part and scene of the movie. It, it is phenomenal. Um, and then my second highlight would be Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer was the perfect actress to choose for her role that she plays in The Shack. And she, she, she's actually been um, one of my most favorite actresses ever since I saw The Help. And in The Help, she plays Minnie Jackson. And uh, more recently, she's played on the uh, uh, movie of the year nominated uh, Hidden Figures. I haven't seen that movie yet. I do intend to. But she, uh, she just, she was the perfect person to choose to play her role. So those, those were my two highlights. Um, okay, you guys. So we're kind of wrapping it up here. We're uh, let's just do some final thoughts. Are there anything else that you guys would like to add or say for our listeners regarding the shack? Dad, why don't you go first? Um, I highly, highly recommend the movie, and I double highly recommend the book. Um, it's, it is a book worth not only reading, but contemplating and pondering um, because it, it, I think of, of all the books that I've read, it helps us come, it, help, it challenges our preconceived notions about God and what, in, what he's like in the Godhead as a whole. And it causes us to realize that what makes God, God, is not what he what his physical outward appearance may be, but what's what he is inside, as it is with all of us. That what makes all of us who we are is what we are inside, and not the body that we happen to be inhabiting at the moment. Okay, thank you, Dad. Hunter, what are your final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to say about the shack? Um, I think one thing that's watching the movie very enjoyable for me um, is that. Through, through a lot of the movie, I actually felt um, probably very similar to how, how Mac felt throughout the movie. I, I felt like I was experiencing Mac um, right along with him throughout the story. And, you know, as just as the, the way that they portray, you know, this, the Trinity or the Godhead, however you want to refer them to, um, I think it, it challenges um, how any of us view, view God and view Christ and, and the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, um, you know, we, we've all been taught differently or, or from different people with different perspectives. Um, and throughout life, I think we, we create these images of what we think, who we think God is. And that was one of the, it was just that, that God, as you, you know, think he or she is, um, is not how you is most likely not how we imagine or envision um, him to be, and just I think it's very thought provoking about very introspective as well to get you thinking about your own personal life and your own experiences and and how things that you thought you know you would come to conclusions about you know maybe you came to the wrong conclusion maybe maybe there are you know. Um, 
maybe there are people in your life that you need to forgive that you haven't been able to forgive yet. Maybe you have unresolved issues with God that you haven't been able to resolve yet. Maybe you've since stopped believing in God, just as Mac has. Um, and, and, you know, maybe it's time to start believing in again. Um, I know that, you know, for me, it, it was very introspective and, and gave me a lot to think about my own life and how I can um, perhaps, you know, try to strengthen my, my own relationship with God or, or start a new one. So I, I think that, you know, if anyone, if anything, it's, if, a, if a viewer is to get anything out of the movie, um, I think it, w- it will be um, to reconsider how they view, view God and view the world. And I think that, you know, that, that for someone, could, for anyone, could be life-changing. And that is our movie review for The Shack. And now on to our backseat director's recommendation. Our recommendation. Okay, Dad and Hunter, so what we do every show and what we will do for every show uh, moving forward as well is that we have um, uh, a recommendation for our listeners on whether or not this movie is worth seeing in the theaters. So we either, it is a go-see-it recommendation a maybe wait or a no go. So, Hunter, what is your recommendation for our listeners? I would say definitely go see it. Two thumbs up. And Dad? Absolutely. No question. Absolutely go see it. Yep, and that is my same recommendation. This is definitely a go see it movie. All right, so that is a, that is a podcast, and that is Backseat Directors. And Dad, Hunter, thank you so very much for joining me on today's show and our review of The Shack. So I'm going to ask you guys just one more thing. If our listeners want to reach out to you and continue today's discussion of The Shack, or if they want to follow you on social media, how can they get a hold of you? So, Dad, uh, how can our listeners reach out to you if they have any questions about The Shack? Well, I'm not much of a social media guy, so because I don't do Facebook, any of that stuff. So the best thing to do is just email me, uh, email, which is H-U-T-C-H-M-D, as in Mary David at N as a Nancy V as a Victor Bell B E L L dot net. Hutch M D at N V Bell dot net. Okay. Hunter, what about you? Um, well, probably the easiest way to find me is on Facebook under my profile name, Hunter Hutchins. Uh, Hutchins spelled with an E. And then, or on Instagram at Hunter underscore Hutchins. That's it. Okay. Fantastic. And you guys know how to get a hold of me if you guys are interested in uh, learning more about The Shack or if you just want to continue listening to our weekly episodes on Backseat Directors. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The BD Podcast for all news and updates. And remember, if you guys are interested in becoming a co-host as well and joining me for a review of a movie, I'll let you guys know what movie I plan on seeing soon, and then you guys can just message me and let me know if you've seen that movie recently, and we'll have you on the show, and you'll be a backseat director with me. Remember, you can download this podcast and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Dad, Hunter, thank you guys, and that's it. Thank you. Appreciate it. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Beatty Podcast.